Welcome back for another week. Charles, as always, is here, and we have a very special guest today, Shelton, the 12th man. Thank you, Shelton, for coming on. We really oh, appreciate man, having thank you. Thank you so much. I know we fell in love with your story. I know America's fallen in love with your story. We can't wait to hear a little bit about it. I, I know it falls on a somber foundation, but what a way to keep him alive. So I want to give you the floor. Shout out to our fans. Explain yourself a little bit. And if they're living under a rock and don't know who you are. Thank you guys for having me on your show. I'm just I'm just a regular fan, <laughs> per se. I'm the guy in the uniform that, that basically went viral a couple of weeks ago. Basically, I just I suit up in honor of my brother's memory, uh, Wayne Douthat, who, who passed away 14 years ago. Actually, I've been doing this for going on 14 years, and I go to every game suited up in the Miami Hurricanes uniform in honor of his memory. 14 years. A, a, a love for a brother is unextended. It has no bounds. And, and it shows this in every way with your story. And it's it's crazy how the world works today. 14 years you've been doing this and somebody on their phone manages to catch a picture and someone catches wind of, and you blow up overnight. What? Now, do you, you still work with the Miami Police Department? Hey, I do. I've been there for about going on six, seven years. I'm a supervisor of the property unit, so I work on the inside. So yeah. a lot of people get that misconstrued with me actually being an officer. Okay. So I'm not a certified officer. I work along the police officers. Yeah. Uh, I'm in I'm in charge of the destruction of evidence and property once the case is over with. Yeah. So we we burn the drugs and yeah. melt the guns and all that. But in the future, like I'll say, like around April, I plan to try to get into the academy to be a certified officer, like my mother. She was, she was a, she was an officer for about almost thirty years at the same department. So, yeah. basically, every time people see me, they don't say my name; they just call me Glorious Son. But she made down a yeah. department because a lot of the chiefs and the majors and the captains were underneath my mother. Uh, my mother was their supervisor. And so it's, it's her name goes a long way and I have big shoes to fill. Yeah. And once I mentioned to the academy that I probably tr uh, trying to get, become a certified officer, they was like, oh, we've been waiting for you, man. They've been yeah. salivating to get hands on me. <laughs> right. So yeah, so I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to make that transition like in the gym and I'm doing like yeah. a lot of cardio because the academy is no joke that the, the department down there is ran a military okay a military base uh, yeah, most yeah. of the most of the training officers are actually marines and one of the toughest marines is uh one of the officer named kirksey and good friend of my mom this is oh, no we're gonna take good care of you i'm a little worried but not not too worried but that's the goal man uh, what a goal what a goal yeah. What a place to the Miami Police Department. It's not like you guys get Saturdays off. That shit is rolling from 9 a.m. to 8.59 a.m. the next morning. And then the clock starts over when it hits double zeros. How intense is that? It's it, it is it's, it's very intense in some way because I, I see a lot because you have to be on the inside to actually see what's going on and what these officers go through. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of officers give our department a bad rep. You always get bad ones and the ones that always make the news, and which paints a different picture of the 
of, of the police department and one bad apple just goes rogue and is now you looked at as oh you're a part of that system but a lot of people a lot of people said uh, said i would basically bring a, a breath of fresh air to that department and I, yeah i feel like i could be a compassionate officer and try to make a difference because it, it, all it takes is just one person trying to make a difference yeah. and going a different route of, uh, of how things are ran and how things are done so i probably i, I hope to bring a little bit of uh, compassion but also help out the community and at the same time yeah and from the sounds of it uh, you had one hell of a role model in your mother in fact yeah. how you got hooked on miami kane uh football from my understanding was that your mother was um off duty at the orange bowl at times and acquired some tickets for your father and your brother. I believe it was the Syracuse Orange, if I remember correctly from your story. Explain that moment as much as you can remember, of course, as a child. Yeah, it happened when I was really young, but it was the yeah. uh, the late the late 90s-ish. Yeah. My mom always liked to take the off-duty details. So she was working like security for the Miami Heat and uh, Miami Hurricanes. So she got tickets from somebody and then gave it to my dad and my dad took me and my brother. And right then and there, it just became uh, a match made in heaven. It was being around those people and then on watching the Hurricanes play and ha having them come out the inflatable helmet with the smoke. And it was yeah. just a little at first sight. So oh. being down at the Orange Bowl and all and down there and then in, uh, little Havana it was it was it became a tradition and I used to love just being down there because the thing is after a certain time my dad just you know we got old enough and just let me and my brother go on our own so we took one bus down to the trial uh, down to the metro rail station and took the metro rail all the way down there and then and it was just like it was like a like I said it was a basically a tradition like every Saturday it was, it was Thanksgiving and we had matching jerseys and everything, and people started to notice me and my brother. We was always matching. And it was just it, it, it was something me and my brother bonded over. Other than other than him being like my best friend, it's just something. It's a connection because the Canes were like family. They was a band of brothers. Michael yeah. Irvin said, "There's oh, there's football teams in there, but there's one football family, and that's the uh, Miami Hurricanes." The famous yeah. quote. Said by Michael Irvin, and I took that to heart because it seemed like it just rubbed off on my family. Because right then and there, like my whole family became Hurricane fans. Yeah, in the '90s was a time to be my oh, yeah. Hurricane fan. Oh my yeah. God, electric! And some of them, I want to say, men they had on the field. I don't care what age they were, were just smashing balls. It was even today. It's fun to go back and look at some of those teams from the '90s and see how they played. So, right. Now, the nickname was it Twinsy or was it Twin something? Because you and your brother started to get recognized because of the matching jerseys. Yeah. And and, and then, man, I, I don't want to take the story here, but I, I would love to. That's talk fine. That's fine. Brother. I, I would love to hear just how you bring him with you every day. Because I love that, man. I, I think it's one of the coolest things possible for you to continue this story. So in the after in the aftermath. How hard was it to keep pushing forward with this? 
at first, uh, when I first did it at the Chance Sports Bowl in 2009, I when I put on the uniform and everything, I was it was like a instant, not an instant regret, but it was like I'm like, what are what am I doing? Yeah, are you sure you want to do this? Because I mean, and, you had to get some smoke in the beginning. Oh yeah. It was a little. It was. It wasn't tough, but it was just. How would I say it? It, it was more like people talking, and then yeah. when I first went, when I first went to the bowl game, decked out, and it was just a lot, a lot of laughing, and I can, I, I and I can hear it. people. Don't think I can hear, it, but I can hear it. And, you know, yeah. oh, you missed the bus. Oh, you're late to you're late to the yeah. game, or oh, they made him drive up by himself, and blah 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 blah, and. At that time, I was just thinking, you know what? Just block it out. Yeah. This is something that you, you promised went, to your brother. You, emotionally, you could have went many different ways with this. And yeah. Just the, the, the strength you have inside lets me think that you're going to take this academy on with flying colors, my friend. Absolutely. But, uh, I, I, again, I, I hate to interrupt you. I love your No, experience. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But uh, it was a, a lot of people... A, a, as I started to do it, and I didn't want to be considered that fan that tries to get attention or, or try to make right. a name for himself, even though this thing blew up and is now it's my basically like persona. I didn't want to basically make that a thing or make it like a trademark or try to make it. You yeah, exactly. Clouds. Try, try right. to try, no, try to be on TV all the time and this and that. It was, and a lot of people consider me oh, a legend and this and that for doing this for so long, and I just consider myself a regular person, just making, just fulfilling my promise to my brother, because yeah. even without all the fanfare, without ESPN, all that, I will still be doing this, even right, you know, right. with no so much, with no social media, no nothing, I will still be doing this. I'm I'm glad. Hell, it got you. It got you here with. And now that we do we'll this that. for fun, but Sheldon, that's the reason that Charles and I reach out to a lot of people is not to. Charles and I don't get paid. This is we do this because Charles and I both love sports. We love stories and we love talking to people. We we started out. One of our first interviews was Jim Branstetter. Was a we were huge Michigan fans, and just Charles and I just getting to talk to him and hear his voice in person, not on the radio was just something that was for us that was like yeah we made it like this that was awesome (laughs) for us it'd be like you michael irvin coming in the huddle and just giving you guys all big hugs and saying hey man welcome to the brotherhood that's like what charles and i got with jim and it it was fantastic but just so you know a little bit about the two of us is that we're not chasing anything either we're just we just love doing this this is what we do for fun i've seen a couple of y'all shows i'm like oh these guys are Entertaining, very entertaining, very fun too. <laughs> nice, and nice. I, 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 you know, I, I was like, I was man, I was like, man, I want to grow a beard like Charles, man. I, uh, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's itchy in the beginning, I, man, but once you get yeah. to it, it's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <clears throat> how did your family receive this? How did they, and continuing forward, how have they received this? They were supportive from day one, like any other family would would be behind 
their relative or their sibling trying to do something in honor of somebody else. They, because they started a scholarship foundation in my brother's name at, at oh. the school that he went to. Because yeah. my brother was autistic. So he went to a, a school ran by nuns from Italy and they and the school helps kids and adults who have mental disabilities and they help them uh, you know develop regular life skills so they can function in the regular world and just try to guide them through life and they've been a part of my family for years and they helped my brother through a lot gain regular life skills gain friends and everything and I regularly volunteered there. When I was younger, I used to volunteer there during the summer. They had a summer program, so I helped out the kids. And doing the, they had a pool there, so they had a swimming program. I helped out the kids there. And I still volunteer there. I still volunteer to this day when they have dinners and events. I would DJ their events for free. I would, I don't want, I would want no money. Or anything yeah. like that because they because they helped my family so it's basically we're giving back and my parents started a scholarship foundation to help any any family with tuition there and it's still going on to this day that's so cool and we that's would awesome. love to get that information also when we pass this i would love to have that and any website information we can get on that place i know we we as much love and joy as we can spread We'd love to do that. All right. So to take this on kind of a, a memory lane thing, some, something I love to do to, to all of our guests, and I'm very sorry about this. but um, no, that's fine. Food in your childhood down in Miami, because we grew up in the UP, right? So we had Pizza Hut, Burger King, and Subway, bro. Mm -hmm. every, once, every once in a while, we'd get to, to, to this cool little restaurant. Where were some of your fa favorite places to eat growing up as a kid? And, and some of your brothers also. I'd love to hear as much about your brother as you're willing to share. Um, Wayne. Oh, there's, uh, I don't remember the name of it, but my dad, every Friday we have like a tradition. Like we would eat regular food through like you know, regular dinner food. But every Friday or Saturday we would get like either a pizza or a burger. And there's yeah. this place that my dad used to go after he got off of work. I think it was called Tony's or something like that, but yeah. it was genuine, authentic New York style pizza. Now, we ain't talking about the frozen pizza that you get from Publix <laughs> or whatever, or the regular pizza you get from Pizza Hut. No, we're talking about cheesy, like double decker, the size of the size of your face type slices, <laughs> like huge yeah. slices. Yeah. And that would be my all that would be my favorite, like. Friday dinner. I I think it was, I think it was called Tony's. I can't remember the name, and it's still open to the day. But yeah. we always used to have that type of pizza on on Fridays. But I I I absolutely loved it, especially with the sausage. And we get a supreme, get the pepper, um, get the peppers, sausage, onions, yeah. uh, ricotta cheese, all that. You can't, you can't you can't you can't beat that. You can't beat that. And then you do, and then we used to pop in. VHS after the ABC lineup with Family yeah. Matters, Step by Step, Boy Meets World. And <laughs> yeah. then we used to pop in the VHS, either something from Disney or something like that. 
and then we eat pizza, oh, and then play Super Nintendo for the whole night. How how amazing is that? See, I, I, one of the reasons I love to do this for, for our listeners, we have some new parents here and there, and listening to you describe just pizza and a VHS on a Friday night. I hope allows others to see how much joy that can carry moving forward in the life. You don't have to dress up as Superman to be Superman to your kids. Hearing these stories, I thank you so much for sharing that. That's so fake. Where's your favorite food spot today? As an adult, of oh, course. Let's see. Oh, is especially down in Miami. It's yeah, a that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we- it's a couple because you know, there's a lot of it's a lot of, working down at the police department. You get introduced to a lot of of cuban food there's a lot of cuban yeah, officers yeah, I was say, food trucks <laughs> cuban, cuban they introduce yeah. they introduce uh something called cafe coleche little bite-sized shots of coffee then you have yeah. empanadas and then you have the, the cuban sandwiches I've heard, I've heard about those shots of like edible coffee no it is like it's literal it's like literal Lightning in a shot. I'm telling you, if you want like energy for a good six hours straight, <laughs> just get genuine Cuban coffee. And it's a little, it's a little bitter. It's a little bitter. Yeah. But yeah. it'll give, it'll give, it'll get you what you need. Then you have the Cuban toast, and then like I said, you have empanadas. Oh man, I see one of my. Favorite spots to eat? I, I uh, love that we're having um, trouble with this. It, it just tells me how much good food is around you. It's a lot. It, it's it's, it's <laughs> a lot. Uh, I'm always trying. I'm always trying to eat like new stuff or, or just go somewhere yeah. new because it's like down down in Miami. There's always something. There's always some um, some new place popping up. So me and me yeah. and my fiance, we're big time food people. So every time we go somewhere outside the state of Florida, we go somewhere, then we find out like what's the local to delicacy. Eat there. Yes, so, like, we, like, we went to we went to New York last year, and yeah. we wanted to know like all the food spots in Harlem and um, uh, Manhattan, and like I said, pizza was one of my favorite dishes. So yeah. we went to Manhattan, Lower food. Manhattan, and there's this place called Little Italy. Now when I oh, tell yeah. you. Little Italy is known for their pizza. I'm telling you, different type of pizza: broccoli and cheese, three uh, three cheese pizza. Uh, you have your three vegan pizza. Yeah. Oh it's my like god! I'm telling you, if you tomatoes. go to New York, yeah. if you yeah. go to New York, go to Manhattan, and go to a little is called uh, pizza shop called Little Italy. I'm telling yeah. you, we almost missed our flight because we had to go get one more slice. <laughs> <laughs> I see so that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Pat. Oh no, I was just—I was gonna say I haven't—we haven't been there. We went to New York, but didn't go to New York City. And I, I actually heard one of the guys lived in uh, Pittsburgh, and he was telling us about that place. Oh yeah, he's like, you oh, gonna go to New York? York. He's gonna—you gonna know New York? He's like, got to go to Little Italy. I'm like, oh, that's kind yeah. of a high. It's like four. It's worth. It's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, I'm sure a convention will eventually take us there. I think we're looking at something in Denver. I'm a huge pizza fan, bro. I would bathe in that shit if I didn't get burned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just walk in and I've got pizza all over my face. I'm going to ask you what's going on. All right. This is what we do. <laughs> Something, there was a couple of things Pat and I were chuckling. As a fan of 
college football. It absolutely kills us when somebody wants to rewrite their own story, right? Like football has been around for well over a hundred years. Shit works. That works in this situation, the kneel down. Mm -hmm. How hurt were you in that moment when old boy didn't kneel the ball and then everything, but chaos ensued afterwards as a fan Uh, of the It is it's it was very you gotta you gotta yeah and I said like college football is gonna be college football. Yeah and it's going to be heartbreaks and mistakes and everything because we're all human. We're not perfect. Yeah, but yeah. It, it it really felt like I was I I said something's gonna wrong, go wrong here. <laughs> it was a feeling <laughs> like something's gonna yeah. go wrong here, but Beyond beyond the no kneel down, yeah. The dude's elbow was down. He yeah. had control of the ball. He was down. Yeah. Play should have been dead, and the clock should have been the clock should have ran, and then that would have been game over. So game besides over. besides the coaching mistake, that just shows the incompetence of these refs these days. Oh, it's, so it's been it, so it was this, bad this year. It's been so been bad. bad. They- it's been ridiculous. Like this whole season, I've been seeing even even from a rival's stand, even even from a rival's point of view. I I can't compliment the refs this year. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we always want to say that too. Like you, as the team that wins, you don't get ridiculed. You get praised. And like I said, when you lose, you're always getting the finger pointed at you. What questioning every move you make in the NFL every week with the their press conferences. It's terrible. Even in college football, actually, because I think Cristobal had to literally take the questions after that. And what did they bring up? What it why because it happened in Oregon. He's this is just what I do. This is how I coach. You guys want to change how I coach when it's successful, but then you guys want to ridicule me. Even when we're winning and when we win big, you guys still have questions and you want answers for things that you already know the answers to. How is your recruiting class? Do you your upcoming? By how does Miami look in the? Uh, I think we're I think we're number five because we flipped that we flipped a, a defensive lineman from Ohio State. He was yeah, a five, yes. he was a five oh, star. That shit's like a stealing candy from Dude, a kid we right love now, it. bro. Go shop at Ohio love State. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised because that came late at night, and I'm I looked at my I looked at Twitter. I was like, oh, okay, that, that they are, that's a they that was a big boost. Oh, yeah. so, yeah, I think we bumped that. up the number five. I think we over the nice. number five for next year. College football is better when Miami's good. Man, yeah, when Miami. the, I, I said in two years, I can see, I see this in two years. And uh, I, I literally got blasted on Twitter because I posted on Twitter and it got a hundred replies. I said in two years, <laughs> I see Florida State and Miami going head to head for a, a college playoff spot. And it was like, no, no, you crazy. They're bad, this and that. Now the way Chris Ball coach, da, 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 da. I'm and I, have to, and I, you have to see it like this. Like everybody expects college football to be like a microwave type of thing. You get a new yeah. coach, you expect a twelve and zero season. I get a high, a high profile coach. You say that you get Chris. Was it? Lane Kiffin or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, 12 and 0 season national champs just crown us right now and this and that. You have yeah. to look, yeah, oh, but you have to look realistically. 
Now, when FSU hired Mike Norvell, went five, yeah. went went when he went five and seven, then yep, six and six, what was it six and six and five or something, something like that. The next season, lost the bowl game, and they didn't go to the bowl two times, two on twice in, what was it twice? They didn't go to a bowl back. game. Yeah, and they would, they oh my god, they wanted his head. It was like no, fire this dude, this and that. And last year they went ten and three. Now they're undefeated. Yeah. So you and, and that took, I think four or four years. Yeah. yeah. So you have to you have to give it you have to give it time. Now with Miami, last year we were five and seven this first year. This year, we're on we're bowl eligible. We're seven yeah, and five. Playing Rutgers, you'll be they're, playing. Rutgers. Yeah, we're playing Rutgers. And, it, and, it, and it's, it's a mid tier bowl, but you have to look you have to look at it from look at it from a, a realistic point of view. It's, yeah. it's trending upward. I could have been, I could have been, you know, just say, okay, maybe next season. Now, now I'm trying to debate if I could go to the bowl game or not. Yeah, we were gonna ask, are you gonna make it there? Go grab Pro- that prob- probably. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm trying. It's it's very it's very very hard because the thing is, it's really expensive to yeah. travel oh, yeah. around the holidays, especially to New York. <laughs> well, and I'm. I can get the tickets, but then there's then there's a hotel, and then and well, there's then a you got little Italy too. You got a little Italy. Oh yeah, that too. Because we're in the Bronx. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's in the Bronx. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I'm looking at this, and I'm trying to look at my fiance. I'm like, oh yeah, we still got a wedding to pay for. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. my wife and I took. We said house over big wedding. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be definitely a small wedding. This what yeah. this wedding is gonna cost me like like eighteen hundred. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Seven, like, yeah, ser- yeah. Service, everything, service, and everything. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Wife wants yeah. a bigger ring. She's got to make it another seven years. That's how I yeah. told her. I said, exactly. 10 years, baby. I got you. Exactly. Years, I, got you. Exactly. I, I said, look, I ain't got to worry about anything. I got it. All right. It's 1800. I got it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> that's so awesome. That's so awesome. How do you feel about, how do you feel about Rutgers? Uh, I feel like it's a winnable game. Country. I feel like it's a win. I feel like it's a winnable game, but the big, the big ten, the big ten is on the up and up, especially with uh, Michigan potentially playing for a national championship. It, it's it's one of those rising conferences. Uh, paper, you have to Michigan, say like below the F, the SEC. So yeah, on paper, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough matchup. You know, yeah, regardless, absolutely. I think because we don't play well in the cold. One and a half, but. Uh... <laughs> I think Miami's favored in that Rutgers matchup, if I remember. Yeah, I think we were. I think we're favored by five. Like, yeah. like I think we're favored by Rutgers. Rutgers has a struggling offense. They've got a good first half defense, but they've got a few playmakers that just burn their shit out the first half, trying to get their team in a position. And by the middle of the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter, they're pretty tired, and they've been doing yeah. that all season. So, I think Miami should. I think Miami should roll pretty quickly. Hopefully. But Pat, I don't want to. I don't want to chit chat this all the way. I got to start the car, but it's uh, on we're good. It's on the phone. You're good. I don't know why. No, if there's it. anything, there's anything else you'd like to plug? Is there any other stories you'd like to tell? Charles probably has. Probably, Charles probably had a story in his mind that he wanted to tell you, but he doesn't want to take the glory either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear a little bit. I would actually before before we wrap this up, if if you don't have anything specific to plug. I would love to hear a little bit more about that place that helped your brother and your family. I, I would love yeah, to get the absolutely. name of that. We need to plug. 
I, I would okay. love to, yeah. to, to, to give that charity a shout out, if you wouldn't mind. Okay. It's called a Wayne Kevin Dot that Memorial Scholarship Fund. Uh, as I said before, is basically funds to help any family that needs tuition help because it is a private school and it's ran by nuns from Italy. Yeah. Uh, they help mentally handicapped students, either kids from infancy on to adulthood. They have an adult program too there. So some of the kids, some of the people stay there from when they're kids on to the adults and they actually stay on the campus with the nuns and they also help them with regular education skills to daily lifestyle skills like cooking, cleaning, holding down a job, budgeting, all that regular adults that help them function yeah. in this world as a regular uh, person. I've been volunteering there for years and this is basically a way to give back to them because you have to look at it like this, like mentally handicapped people didn't want to be that way. They were just born that way. They seem like they're just a normal person, but we can see that they just a little different. They just need a little help. There's a little bit more compassion. So I have a very soft spot for uh, people dealing with mental disabilities, mental health, autism, all of that. So because it, well, my brother had it, and but I didn't see him as special needs. Right. I right, just yeah. saw him as a regular person, and I treated him as such. So I gotta tell you, I gotta, I gotta tell you Sheldon, that up until us having this story, the way you talked about your brother and the way the story has been portrayed, I did not know. It was not something that, and that, that pleases me to know that I didn't know because the projection you're giving is exactly from my hearing what you wanted. I feel like I, I know Wayne a little bit better now and I, I'm very grateful for that. And I'm very grateful for your story, Sheldon. It's, it's been a blessing, man. I love hearing about you. I've loved hearing about your family. And I don't say this for very many other college football teams, but go Canes. <laughs> yeah, but the, and the, that's the that's one thing I would say. That's yeah. the underlying message in all of this is basically spreading love. No matter yeah. who you are, which continue you are, yeah. what you look like, all, all of that. We're all brothers and sisters in regardless. We yeah. all came from something. We're all connected by something. And yeah. college football connected me and my brother. And this is basically just me sharing my love for my brother and the Canes to everybody else. And if yeah. that makes one person smile or makes one person day or just inspires somebody just to help somebody or just say hi or make somebody else's day, then my job is done. Yeah. And I hope from this interview, we have, we have felt the love from you and your brother and your family. That was my, our main goal. Yeah, chatting with you. We wanted to hear just about you and your family, and you've given us that and more. I really hope that pizza place is Tony's. Shout out Tony's, fantastic <laughs> Tony's. pie. If yes, not, sir. we'll figure that out later. But Pat, did you have anything else you wanted to to add? No, just shoot me out those shoot me out those links and your all of your socials, and we'll get everything rolling here within the next week. And we'll get some promos going for this, and hopefully we can shed some light on that foundation and some, get some help out there. Charles and I would love to put a donation in, too, if they have a yeah. donation yeah, absolutely. on behalf of the podcast. Absolutely. Get us any information you got. So, Did we lose him at the end? He moved a little bit, but that's fine. So that was Shelton. For those of you who don't know, look him up on Graham, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. We'll get all of that information out for 
the charity and we'll absolutely push out a, absolutely. a nice donation for that. Yeah. Yeah. It touches my heart. And for every, for all of our listeners out there, thank you so much. This has been an absolute blast. Again, Shelton, I'm not sure if you could hear us or not, but nope, you're going, going now. Yeah, it was, it was an internet issue. We'll link back up with him soon. I, I want to hear about his wedding. want to hear about how all of that's going on. We love to do that with all of our guests. And we'll as be reaching always, out to Charles. you again soon, Clint, you son of a bitch. And Hunter, <laughs> our boy Hunter got on TV. He's going to be getting on TV. He's got a TV spot down Dayton on yeah, January be- 16th. Yep, he'll be coming back on probably before, probably before that, probably around a, probably awesome. right after January first. We're out there killing it. Our boy up there doing the ghost, the guy doing the comedian thing, Michael. Man, we love all of our guests. All of them are doing really fantastic. Well. We love to see all these people succeed. That's what if, we do. If you don't know, Jim Brandstetter is still doing well. <laughs> JimBrandstetter.com. <laughs> Go check out his audio book. We love you guys. Go, Go Canes. Canes. Go Canes. Go Blue.